It's time to pull up a chair and open your Bible for today's Bible study segment of Naomi's Table. Now, here's our teacher, Ruth Christian. Good afternoon, precious sisters. What a wonderful journey of discovering truth that we've been on as we've, dis- we've as we've studied 1 John and verse by verse. And before we look at the final two verses in this chapter and the final two verses in this letter, may I remind you of what John has tried to do in this chapter. His goal has been to give us assurance of our salvation, that we know we have real life. The key phrase that he uses to explain to us what we can be assured of is we know. Know here, again, is the word for experiential knowledge. To explain this experiential knowledge, the Vine's Dictionary tells us that this knowledge is obtained not by mere intellectual activity, but by operation of the Holy Spirit consequent upon acceptance of Christ. It's a knowing that comes only after we're born again. It comes by reading and studying of God's word, which means knowing truth then, along with the operation of the Holy Spirit, inspiring, witnessing, and assuring us that what the Bible says is true. What the Bible says is real, is real. So, in verse um, 13, we find the main reason John wrote the letter that you may know that you have eternal life. His main hope is to assure his spiritual children to know they have eternal life. That's where it all starts, receiving the real life that Jesus came to give us. Let's look at what else we know, because like I said, that phrase, those two words is used several times here. We know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. That was verse two. We know he hears us when we pray according to his will. Verse 14 and 15. We know that whoever is born of God does not practice sin. Verse 18. We know that we are of God. Verse 19. When we know these things, we can't help but be assured of our salvation. And that's what John was doing here. But there's more in what we read for today. Let's read verses 20 and 21, where we'll find we know something else. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Then John says, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. So what else do we know? That the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. Here in the conclusion of his letter, John returned to his major theme, fellowship with Jesus Christ. We must know him by experience. That is how Jesus wants us to know him. The work of Jesus in us gives us an understanding and the ability to know him and to be in him. The abiding life of fellowship that John invited us to way back in 1 John 1 verse 3. 
And he said there, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. Significantly, this understanding must be given. We cannot attain it on our own. If God did not reveal himself to us, we would never find him. (laughs) We know him and can know him because he has revealed himself to us. More than any other way, God has revealed himself to us by him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the key and the focus of it all. We see the personality and the character of God by looking at Jesus. When John tells us who Jesus is, when he says this is the true God and eternal life, um, we also know that he, what he's saying here too, and that what we know is that he was a man, as John declared in 1 John 1, 1 and 4, 2 and 5, 6. But he was not only a man, he was totally man and the true God and eternal life. That's what he wants to make sure we see here at the end. He does not and we cannot promote the humanity of Jesus over his deity or his deity over his humanity. He is both fully God and fully man. Then John ends by saying, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. (laughs) At first glance, this may seem to be a little strange, a strange command to end this letter with. Well, that's at first glance or in a casual reading. But if you give it a closer look, you'll see that it fits with the theme of a real living relationship with God. The enemy to fellowship with God is idolatry, embracing a false God, or a false idea of the true God. John rightly closes with this warning. After having spent much of the book warning us against the dangers of false of, a, of the false Jesus many were teaching in his day. And we had that in chapter 3, chapter 4, and earlier in chapter 5. Here's the reality. Jesus Christ is the true God. We know him who is true, and we are in him who is true. We have the real deal. Few people today bow to idols of wood and metal. Nevertheless, other idols capture our attention and affection. Concerning the command to keep ourselves from idols, Spurgeon says this. This speaks against obvious visible idols. This speaks against worshiping yourself. We can do this by overindulgence in food or drink or by laziness or by too much concern about how we look or what we wear. And this takes first place in our lives above the Lord. This speaks against worshiping wealth. This speaks against worshiping some hobby or pursuit or our job. This speaks against worshiping friends or relatives. What he's saying is this. If any of these are of more importance in our lives than Jesus, it's an idol. John has shown us throughout this letter 
that as a Christian, we have the real deal. We know that our real life is in the true one and in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the real God, and this is real eternal life. Reality has been a main theme throughout John's letter, and here in these last two verses, he reminds us of it again. Let's not fall for any idol. We have a real relationship with the God who is really there. Idolatry, whether obvious, you know, like praying to a statue, or subtle, living for your career or someone other than God, it will always choke out a real relationship with God and damage our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. No wonder John ends this uh, letter warning us to keep ourselves from idols. This is how we protect our relationship with God. Because we have met the true God, Through his son, Jesus Christ, we are in contact with reality. Our fellowship is with a God who is genuine. The word real means the original as opposed to a copy. And it also means the authentic as opposed to an imitation. Jesus is the original. Everything else is a copy. He's authentic. Everything else is only imitation. One last point, a Christian has turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. 1 Thessalonians 1.9 tells us that. Idols are dead, but Christ is the living God. Idols are false, but Christ is the true God. This is the secret of the life that's real. So John's admonition to us, keep yourselves from idols, can be paraphrased. Watch out for the imitation and the artificial and be real. Well, my friends, tomorrow we'll look to Jesus to give us a final word as we finish our wonderful study of 1 John. Until next time, stay close to Jesus and keep looking up.